Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. I just wanted to, first of all, say you know, it, it's truly an honor to be in here. And uh, Glenn, Sarah, I know that, uh, you know, with, with the 15 hours of programming now, it is really an amazing thing to see and, and truly honored to be able to spend a few minutes with all of you. Uh, and you are in the Breakfast of Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. And we do now have 15 hours of programming each weekday from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. plus 6 a.m. to noon Saturday and Club 111 on Sunday. And I hope that you'll stop Take a picture wherever you're listening, post it to your feed on Instagram, and check in by tagging at breakfast with champions club and also hashtag uh, breakfast with champions. So I just posted on my Instagram uh, of what's happening now, and I just want to spend a little bit of time uh, just discussing a little bit of a different angle, uh, you know, and kind of, uh, you know, add on to what Mark says, but I really want to focus in on fitness and family. And this is something that is really important to me because um, I am a retired former professional athlete. I, I was a bodybuilder for, for years. And um, when I started to um, work my way away from the stage, it became very clear and apparent that the habits that were established during my career were going to make an impact and legacy on my family and also my friends and those who shared in the journey with me. So uh, really there's four types of fitness when it comes to fitness and family. Uh, and I'm just gonna touch on uh, really more or less the generalized fitness version. But I think about the mental fitness, which has been discussed earlier today. I think about the physical fitness, which Mark did a tremendous job when it comes to resistance training, weight training, stretching, knowing your caloric intake, making sure that your BMI and your body fat percentage is monitored. And uh, we also talk about emotional fitness, you know, how maturely we can handle life and also the spiritual fitness. So I'm going to start off a little bit differently. And uh, I do want to get all of you involved here in just a, a short while to be able to have any comments or, or Q&A. And 
Um, you know, the first thing I'm going to touch on are five dates that were most impactful to my life. So if you are taking notes or if you are driving, I want you to follow along with me mentally in this journey. And these are the five dates that meant the most to me in my life. And I'm going to actually tie those in with the five eyes that I'm going to share. So the first date is June 16th of 1995. For those of you who are alive, what were you doing in the mid-90s? The second date is January 2nd, 2010. The third, December 6th, 2012. The fourth, July 29th, 2013. And then the last one, which was the most significant and impactful for me, was March 27th, 2017. Now, I would be willing to bet that all of you have significant dates in your life, whether it be a birthday, whether it be an anniversary, whether it be your wedding day. It could be when your child was born. It could be a significant event where your life completely changed in just the blink of an eye. And I think about those five dates, and here's what I'm going to tie into on the five eyes. The five eyes for me became very important in my life, and here's what they are. Inspiration, information, integrity, inventory, and then the fifth eye has two, which is involvement and inclusion. And so I want to touch, first of all, on inspiration. The reason why I wanted to start with this is I'm going to work backwards. The moment of inspiration for me to become physically fit and healthy and start my journey on the professional stage as a bodybuilder was March 27th, 2017. And the reason why that date was so significant for me is I lost my father. And I think all of you in this room can remember a time with your parents where it meant the world to you. And my father and I had a relationship to where it was semi-cordial. Uh, my parents divorced when I was four years old. And the reason why that date was so significant for me is because exactly six weeks before he passed away, I got the call from my stepmother saying that he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And that was a huge deal because my grandfather also passed away from cancer. And that was in 2008. And here's why that was such a significant date for me. That was a huge wake-up call to say, hey, you know what? He was 73 years young, and what led to those things? Was it genetic? Was it the way he took care of himself? How are some of the things impacting me in the way that I lead my family? And I really had to take a long, hard look in the mirror because, you know, I think about how I, I just, you know, went through life thinking that everything was going to be okay. And I was realizing very early on that what I was doing and the choices that I was making not only was impacting and influencing myself and my friends, but also my spouse and my kids. And that was a big wake-up call. Now, as I moved to this, the inspiration on June 16, 1995, was a moment that I had driving from Houston, Texas to Orlando, Florida, where my coach, my volleyball coach, when we were going to nationals, we were driving, and it was about 2 in the morning, and I remember this very clearly. We had a conversation about Christianity. I knew exactly where he stood. And you know what? I wanted in. And that was the date that I committed my life to Christ. Now, 
I believe that that made a huge difference early on because that was a precursor to how I lived my life all the way up until my dad passed away until 2017. And I wanted to share that same vision with him as far as what I knew, what I believed, and what I was convicted with. Now, January 2nd, 2010 is when I got married. And, you know, 21 uh, years we've been together and 11 years we've been married. And I have to say we were able to be blessed with three kids. And we've gotten the chance to have them be healthy and gotten the chance to see them grow up. And they are now 7, 8, and 10 years old. December 6, 2012, my first daughter was born. That made me realize that the responsibility was not only for myself and my wife, but now also for another human being. And then July 29th, it became the biggest blessing. July 29th, 2013, my wife and I lost everything in a house fire. And I would say that we were pregnant with our second daughter at the time. And I'd say that that was one of the things that really forced me to take a long, hard look at what we had materialistically and really start to focus on how we can be a fit family mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So all this tied in. All of these dates that I just discussed with you, I needed to make sure and have my reason why. Because I knew if my why was strong enough, my how would show up. I fully believe and 100% believe that it doesn't matter what your why is, you have to be 100% convinced that no matter how many bad or good days you have and no matter what challenges that face you, you can get through them because your how will be bigger and will show up when your why is big enough. So then I talk about information. The information portion of this really got me inspired to take action. I searched out what it looked like to be healthy. I looked for examples. I looked for people who I knew who lived by certain principles that put their health first, their physical, their emotional, their um, mental, and as well as their spiritual. And so what I did was I ended up searching out the best nutritionists in the field of bodybuilding and fitness that I could find. And thankfully, I've gotten the honor to work with six world-class nutritionists and re registered dietitians. And there were some little life hacks that they gave me throughout the way. All of them had completely different philosophies, yet it worked for me. I was able to kind of take those nuggets from each person. So here's what I'm going to give you tactically. What I'm going to give you tactically is the very first nutritionist that I ever had was Keith Klein. And Keith Klein ran the Institute of Eating Management in Houston, Texas. And he worked with a lot of uh, former Olympians, got a chance to uh, work with weight loss and transformation. And he said, hey, your life is about making choices. You're going to be faced with what we call the better bad choice. And I said, well, elaborate on that because I have no idea what that means. He goes, guess what? You're going to be caught, for example, traveling, and you're going to have to make a better bad choice when you eat out at restaurants. And he goes, Mexican restaurants are just fine to eat at if you know what to look at at the menu. Asian restaurants, if you're going to eat Chinese food, he goes, there are certain things that I would always focus on and ask specifically when I was ordering. And I go, okay, so give me an example. He goes, very simply, I stayed away from the fried stuff. The fried stuff was not even on my menu in my mind. It was a non-negotiable. So what I would do is I would order steamed chicken, steamed rice, and steamed broccoli. Now, that sounded really bland, and I was like, okay, well, you know what? 
when I eat, I like to eat for taste. And he goes, well, you can either eat for taste or you can eat for fuel. And one of the things that you're going to find out very simply is what you consume on a daily basis, the types of food and the choices that you make with your food is going to have a direct impact on your energy levels, um, your business, because you will make clearer decisions when you're functioning optimally at a high level. And also, you're going to feel better about yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror because your diet is 100% and your exercise is 100%. A lot of people say it's 80% diet, 20% training, 50-50, 90-10. I always lived by that principle to say it's 100% diet and 100% training. And that just allowed me to have that paradigm shift in that mindset to be able to think about when I ordered Mexican food, I would actually ask, okay, I would like chicken fajitas with corn tortillas but i want you to bring the chips at the end of the meal not at the beginning so that way i wouldn't be tempted to go to the chips and salsa right away which was considered just loaded with fat saturated and unsaturated fat and in grease and that's something that didn't do well for the body so that was just a simple tactical thing that keith klein taught me that i thought that was hugely effective so if i did have to go out to eat which I very rarely didn't want to, I knew that it would be the healthier or the better bad choice. Now, how do you set your family up for success? You know, I think about how uh, each day we get up in the morning and sometimes we go for a cup of coffee, right? That's the first thing that enters our body liquid-wise. Well, I have found that it's very much easier just to take one simple thing and I fill up eight ounces of a glass of water put it by my bedside. And when I wake up, considering that you're fasting and breakfast, break fast, right? <laughs> I, I'll just talk about breakfast with champions. Break fast means breaking the fast in the morning because you've been fasting while you were sleeping. Well, the first thing to get your organs moving and your mind moving, mental, mental clarity, is to drink eight ounces of water so you rehydrate. You can get those things moving. You know, that's like oil for your car. It's essential. It's needed. So that eight ounces of water, I made that simple little habit of being able to grab the glass of water when I woke up, drink it, and then slowly start my day that way. So that way I didn't start dehydrating my body with eight ounces of coffee. So that was one little uh, tip or trick of the trade that I learned very early on with my second nutritionist, which was Dwayne Malone. He is a world-class uh, champion. Uh, muscle mania bodybuilder and he said that's a little thing that you can do to make sure that you start your day off right now that doesn't mean the day is going to go perfectly and there's going to be days that you might forget to fill up that glass of water but if you do it more often than not you'll create the habit later on and it's okay if you backslide or forget just continue to work on the things that you've learned and keep the important things important you know i think about uh, also integrity and the integrity word is something that I believe that directly applies to fitness and family because I thought the definition, and I, I put this as a saying, where uh, in the mirror, I would get ready for the morning and I would always have this, this little saying that I found it was at Hobby Lobby. And so I bought the sign and I put it right next to my mirror and it says integrity is doing the right thing when nobody is looking. It was really clear to me that I was in charge and responsible for myself and my family, and I needed to live with that integrity daily. I wanted them to see that I basically practiced what I preached. And so here's what, uh, here's what was the number four I, which is inventory. 
we had a little chat as a family and we sat down and we said, family, what do we want to be our, our family about? We called it the family board meeting. Jim Shields talks about this. He has a book. He's a, one of my very good friends and, and we've gotten the chance to cross paths. And when I think about people who live to the highest standard, he lets his family be involved with family level decisions. And I said, hey guys, how do you guys feel about our family? Where do you see us going? And I said, what's important when it comes to food? You might have food that tastes really good, but is it good for you? You might have things that don't taste so good, but are really healthy and that can give you more energy. And my kids, by the way, two of them are in sports and one of them has nothing to do with sports. My wife is not a fitness fanatic. Um, she supported me. I don't know how unconditionally through those times to where I was getting up at five in the morning, doing cardio, going home, sleeping, taking the kids to school, being back by 10 o'clock, going back and hitting weights, going, picking the kids up, taking another nap, eating again, and then going back and doing my evening cardio. She wanted nothing to do with the gym. And what I found really interesting about her is when we talked about this inventory thing, uh, little did I know that she was struggling mentally. Uh, she had a brother who, who took his own life and then a second brother who took his own life. And she was struggling mentally. And so um, the doctor prescribed Lexapro for her. She was on Lexapro to help her cope. And she started to wean herself off of that. She also um, has a history of alcoholism in her family. And she started to wean herself off alcohol. I noticed there were bottles of wine that were getting consumed daily. And I said, hey, are you okay? Is there something that I can help you with? She goes, no. And it took a while. It took a couple years. And I think what ended up happening is she realized that she didn't need it anymore. And I needed her to make that decision on her own. The more that I bugged her about it, the worse it would get. And so what I let her know is I was here for her. And sure enough, she stopped drinking. Now, here's what was interesting what I found out. I didn't know metabolically how alcohol affected the system. And so it, it provided something that was really great as far as maybe that evening to maybe loosen her up a little bit just as far as the way she could act. What was happening, though, the second alcohol goes into your system, and I'm not saying that alcohol is bad, but when it starts to go into your system, beer, wine, hard liquor, your body will shut down metabolically, and it will start to store any of the food that's in your system. And what was happening was she was walking around feeling bloated. She was walking around with extra weight. And when she cut those two things out, Lexapro and she cut out alcohol, what ended up happening is she lost 35 pounds without ever going to the gym. She looks incredible. She feels incredible. I've noticed her, the way that we converse and the way that we interact is totally changed. So here's what we did. We took an inventory of our kitchen. We said, okay, so what is in here? that is absolutely needed and what is in here that doesn't serve our family. And I had our kids go through the junk drawer. When I talk about the junk drawer, I think about chips. I think about, you know, the sweets. I think about the things that taste really good. And we talked about what they did for you as a body. Cause I didn't get this kind of um, nutritional information when I was a child, my mom didn't know any better. So she just bought me whatever I asked for. And I asked for the sweetest, best tasting things that we could find. And, my kids have weaned themselves off of sweets, and now they make better choices because we have filled the house with fruits, with vegetables, with granola bars, with um, whole grains, just those little things. They don't like dairy, so they cut dairy out of their system, and I thought that was amazing. And so it just took an inventory for us to be able to give ourselves better choices when we were home 
and all of the the friends that come over are like man you guys don't have anything good to eat and i hear my kids say this they go actually this is great hey champions guess what the breakfast with champions podcast airs live every single day 5 a.m to 11 a.m only on the clubhouse app so make sure to download clubhouse and go check out breakfast with champions you're not gonna regret it see you there and their palates changed because when we got them weaned off the sugar i could see a big difference in their skin i could see a big difference in their moods and i could see a big difference in the way that they thought about food they weren't using it for taste anymore they were using it for fuel and then the fifth eye is involvement and inclusion i have to say that you know i think some of the best moments that we've had as a family is just slowing down and my wife told me this was a non-negotiable. She, she put her foot down. She goes, I want, when you're in town, I want to have dinner every night as a family. And I go, well, we have martial arts on Wednesday and Friday, and we can't do this. And she goes, no, every time you're home, let's have dinner. Let's make that time. And I said, you're exactly right. And so now the kids help prepare dinner. My wife was not good at making dinner. She was not a cook. She had a cook. She lived in McAllen, Texas. She had a maid who cooked for her as a child. And she didn't know exactly how to cook. So I'm seeing her come alive with her being able to, you know, develop new recipes and say, what do you think? And, and she has this handbook and cookbook that I got from one of my nutritionists that I bought that has all of these healthy recipes. And I have to tell you, it's probably one of the best blessings for our family because we have social connection and interaction. My kids ask questions. We ask them questions. They feel included because they help prepare the steamed vegetables. They help prepare the chicken or whatever it is that we're going for. And I have to say that that has made us closer as a family. And so I, I don't have time to touch on a whole lot more because I do want to open it up for any comments, any questions. And um, the, the five action steps that I'm going to give you are just very simple. And, uh, and I, I would just say that when I think about, you know, when I had to make that decision, it was out of my um, hardship that I found my reason to keep going when things got tough. So the first thing is have a family board meeting. When you have a family that's involved and aligned, I got to tell you, it's much easier to succeed long term. And I did very little talking in that board meeting. I just shared what I wanted to have in the board meeting and as a family. And then we got the chance for them to share. And I have to tell you, seven, eight and 10 year olds are very intuitive. They're very intelligent. And I have to say they're very impressive. Number two is pick out your inspirations and keep them in front of you. I wanted to be a professional bodybuilder when I was 20 years old, yet I felt like I was so far away, I gave up on that opportunity. I said, there's no way I could look like that. There's no way I could train like that. And I started to form my day and my routines around that when I finally decided that I would do it. So pick out your inspirations and keep them in front of you. That's number two. Number three is look for people who you can hold or who can hold you publicly and or privately accountable. You know, I think about uh, the three people in my life. I have a Paul, a Timothy, and a Barnabas, right? I have those people who I look up to as mentors. I have those people who I walk with in life as peers. And I have someone who has mentored or that I mentor that has asked me to mentor them. And what that allows me to do is hold myself to the highest standard when I feel like I'm backsliding or slipping publicly and privately. 
I say, you have permission to call me out if you don't see what I'm living out of my truth and that I told you that I want to see happen for my life. Number three is look for people who can hold you privately and or publicly accountable. Number four, course correct and recognize when you recognize it, course correct immediately. You know, there are times where I've so wanted to have a Reese's, which is my favorite, and I've just substituted it for almond butter. It's very much the same thing. Not the same thing calorically, though, and not the same thing sugar-wise. So I found those alternatives that I still was able to keep my palate taken care of. And I will tell you this. When you start eliminating the things that don't serve you, your body will recognize it immediately. It's very resilient. So course correct when recognized and course correct immediately. And then the last thing before we open it up for comments, for questions, I have about five minutes. And by the way, I'm just so thankful for all of you. Number five is celebrate your victories. You have to celebrate your progress. And here's why. You can celebrate alone or you can celebrate with. And I, I appreciated going to Tony Robbins and being able to celebrate with thousands of people, being able to say, I accomplished something I set my mind to do. And I had people along the way who helped me. This journey can be lonely if we choose to try and do it all ourselves, and very often we might fail. And you know what? Not everything goes perfectly. When you have somebody, the outside looking in, they're going to celebrate with you when they see your success happen. So I just want to thank all of you for being able. I'm getting a lot of DMs, and I appreciate all of you. Um, I have all this written down and happy to email you the notes if that's something that serves you. Uh, but would love to open it up for any comments, any questions anything that we covered before we pass it off and, uh, and hand the mic over. So I will be looking for mic flashes if uh, there is anything that uh, you wanted to share. But uh, I think Mark really teed it up and got a chance to, uh, to help me uh, get those things out and uh, really appreciate. So Jen, I know that uh, the amazing Jen Rose is here. Uh, Jen, if you want to flash your mic and uh, if you can help just with the, uh, the management, would love to uh, hear from you, Jen. What were your thoughts? You got it, Storm. That was incredible. I love how you tied it into the dates and how you connected into, you know, really pivotal things in your family's life and touched on the why. I think that's so, so important when we're trying to build a culture of wellness and well-being in our families. So I love to hear other people's questions. So I'm going to be looking for mic taps uh, and uh, we'll go to anybody who has a comment or question for Storm. Yeah, Salona, over to you. Yeah, I just wanted to say that this was a, a awesome segment. Like, I went to your page, Storm, and the pictures that you have of your family and and your body and your you know your your mind, body, and soul is just awesome to hear people for uh, for for generations to come. Like you've you've taught your kids a better way of life, and even just speaking about your your wife and and letting her have the time and the space to make up her mind and make up in her heart, you know, how to be the best version of herself. And it's just like, you all compliment each other beautifully. And when I tell you, you uh, breakfast with champions, the uh, like, it's so inspiring just to hear human experience. I, I, I didn't grow up like taking care of my body. I worked really hard. And I was committed to it and loyal to it. And that was my main focus. I know I, I like to feel better and I feel better when I take care of myself. And now I'm on a whole nother, I, I have a whole new life and being around people like you, 
it just makes me want to do even better. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. And it, it just gets better when you know better and apply it. That's the wisdom of life. You know, that's when we're doing it. And it's a, it's just a better for for everybody involved, everybody we're connected to. We just get better together. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, Salona, I want to thank you. And, you know, the one thing that was on your Instagram post, your very last post that you made with the word was hope. And I, I think that word is so critical in this because, you know, when I think about when I, I've had so many people ask me, so what do you eat? What do you do? And I, and they go, I could never do that. And I go, why not? That's the one thing that I challenge people with because I hear it often. I can't do this because, and I just simply ask why not? And I think that word hope means something very special and something very intimate to ourselves personally. And I just want to thank you for not only the kind words, but also for really sharing on your Instagram, the things that mean something to you and things that are on your heart. So thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. Um, is there anybody else? We have two minutes left for storm segment that wants to chime in or ask a question to storm. I'm scrolling, scanning. Anybody? I saw Rocky. It's, it's, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky, over to you, babe. Hey, um, hi, Storm. Awesome, awesome segment. Um, the one thing that I pulled out of this that I love, for one, is I'm, I myself is getting my health back together, um, but, but as well as trying for my kids. And I love the idea of board meetings because I feel like a lot of times we tell our kids what to do and how to do it based on our experiences versus, you know, allowing them to tell us, you know, how they feel about it and their thoughts. And I think that empowers them. For the future when they grow up when they grow older as well because that lets them know that they do have a voice as well versus us being somebody that's always over them telling them what to do so i like that concept and i think that's something i'm going to put into my family's concept especially you know with them starting school next week as well so thanks for that awesome awesome segment rocky i just want to thank you for the final word and for those of you who don't know rocky is my clubhouse daughter and you've been a huge inspiration and had amazing, amazing impact and influence in your segments here. I actually come to Breakfast with Champions because I love to hear the things that you have shared and also the wisdom that you have where people just, I mean, they eat it up, they absorb it, they use it, and it's actionable. So, you know, for you, I know that you've shared uh, a lot of your journey with us, and I just have to say excited to see your future journey with you and your kids because it's just amazing, uh, amazing to see. So thank you, Rocky. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.